Season 3, Episode 1 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. We're fired up and excited to be back after our little break and uh, just excited to talk sports here in South Mississippi and beyond. We appreciate you joining us and we appreciate the support through the first two seasons. Uh, season three, Jeff, we're going to get off uh, with a bang. We've got three uh, great interviews. I think our listeners will really want to hear from these guys and, and, and what they're talking about. Uh, Zach Houston, Kelton Thompson, and Patrick Oaks. Three and what we think are, are really good right. interviews to start this season, Jeff. Yep, the first interview you're going to hear from Clay is Zach Houston, a former Poplarville Hornet, uh, standout baseball player. Uh, went from Poplarville to Mississippi State and then got drafted in the first round, uh, 2016. Uh, you know, so now he is in the major leagues but got an invite with the Detroit Tiger organization for spring training. So excited to have him on, and you'll hear the enthusiasm in his voice, too, about getting this opportunity. Yep, and then after that, we get a chance to visit uh, with a friend of ours, Kelton Thompson, Coach Thompson, uh, a name that high school basketball fans will certainly know from uh, this area. Won a state championship there at Bay St. Louis uh, with Bay High in 2010, was one of the youngest uh, coaches to do that. And so we get a chance to hear from Coach Thompson, kind of where is he now and how did he get there. It's a very interesting uh, interview with Coach Thompson. And then batting third, in that lineup is uh, Patrick Oates. Yep, Patrick Oates is the sports and information director for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. Always full of information. Uh, if you're out there listening and you want to follow along, you can go to the uh, PRCC website, and, and he'll mention it, I think, too, about joining and getting the press releases that they do. Uh, great information, and it's, uh, it's a good way to kick off Season 3, Clay, as we start this journey into the spring portion of the sports, uh, sports uh, calendar. Yep, this episode is going to be heavy in interviews. If you've listened to us in the past, you know we'll kind of switch things up. We'll go from a roundtable to interview heavy. We'll keep that same format. Uh, we'll keep you guessing and keep uh, I'll keep Jeff on his toes on exactly uh, which direction we're going. And we'll get more into the roundtable, give people an idea of exactly where maybe their high school team stand as we start high school baseball soon. We have high school basketball that's going to get into district play. Uh, soccer is kind of in there, uh, South State, North State right now. So we'll give better a lay of the land uh, next episode, but we couldn't pass up these three interviews. So we hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. We have Zach Houston, former Popperville Hornet, former Mississippi State Bulldog, and currently with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit Lions, there we go. That's go. a nice start. <laughs> Detroit Tigers organization and uh, – Zach, thank you for your time this afternoon, man. We appreciate you joining the podcast. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Zach, let's just kind of um, talk about your journey. I mentioned there uh, being a Popperville Hornet and a Mississippi State Bulldog. How has that um, experience with, with those two programs, those two clubs, um, helped you to get to where you are today? I mean, I, I contribute, you know, all of my success to all of my coaches and family and friends, so you know, being able to play in uh, two environments such as, you know, such as Popperville and Mississippi State, both of them are, you know, they're, they're hometown, they're, um, they're big fan bases. They, you know, people in that area, they love their baseball. So it's, uh, it's been amazing. I, yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And Zach, an exciting time. I've got to think for you as you've been invited uh, to spring training, 
with the Detroit Tigers. How excited are you for that opportunity? I'm very excited. You know, I got I got a phone call uh, a few weeks back. Um, being invited to big league camp, it was uh, it was something I've been working for for a while now. And uh, you know, to get that phone call and to be one of the guys who um, got selected to go, it, it was a great honor. And and I've worked my tail off to get where I am. So to see it paying off, it's um, yeah, it's amazing. Zach, when you say worked your tail off, your time since leaving uh, Mississippi State, uh, your minor league uh, numbers with the Tigers certainly warrant uh, the invite. Just talk to us, if you would, about uh, your minor league days so far and the numbers that you've been able to put up um, are just are outstanding. And I think writers around the Tigers organization, this didn't catch them certainly uh, by surprise, the invite up. And, and maybe the patience to kind of put up the numbers that you have and, and not to have had the opportunity yet on the big league level. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, Ever, ever since I was drafted, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that high draft pick, so I knew I was going to have to work for everything. Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys who uh, hit those 100 miles an hour. So, uh, you know, no, nothing was. No, I knew, I knew from the start, nothing was going to be given to me as well as it shouldn't be. Um, you know, as the years go on, I, I get better. I've, I've uh, kind of learned how to pitch over the past few years instead of, you know, just getting up there and trying to blow it by guys. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been humbling. Uh, I've had great outings. I've had good outings. I've had bad outings. Um, you know, it comes with the game, but, um, you know, it, 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 it really is exciting to see after, you know, such a long time and having patience. And I mean, it, you just, you got to pay your dues, you know, you gotta, you gotta get out there. It's not, it's not, something that's just going to be handed over to you zach for our listeners uh from around the state and the country that are listening uh you're a big kid six five right-handed uh pitcher you describe not the the top end velocity for some of these strikeout numbers that you put up and um just describe your stuff for our listeners that aren't familiar with you uh your strikeouts per at bat are, are very high um but it's not the typical um high velocity uh, numbers that you would look at for a strikeout type pitcher. How are you doing that and kind of describe your stuff and what you've worked on with your stuff to, to bump up to that next level? Um, so my MO is uh, my fastball. I mean, it may not be the, the highest in velocity, but it has a, has a lot of movement to it. It, you know, for some reason hitters are uncomfortable in the box. I don't know if it's the size or if it's a, you know, kind of a, kind of a funky delivery but um you know i'm able to to uh beat hitters on fastballs and you know if i'm throwing strikes and i'm able to locate and i've got my secondary pitches working i i feel confident against just about anybody um and, you know and again it's just something that i've kind of been able to develop over the years it wasn't wasn't always like this um but you know when i'm healthy and I have, I have a very weird delivery. I almost jump towards the plate and, you know, being as tall as I am, my, my extension's pretty far. So the ball, ball gets on hitters pretty well. And uh, I think, you know, I think, I think that's what kind of separates me a little bit is just delivery and uh, size. It's just, it, it, it's unique to, uh, to some other pitchers. Yeah. We're fortunate enough, uh, this afternoon to be joined by Zach Houston, uh, right-handed pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. As uh, you just heard, that he was 
getting invited to the uh, big league spring training. And, Zach, you talked about your Poplarville days and then going up to state, bypassing the JUCO level. But talk about getting ready for this invite for the big club. You spent time right there at Pearl River Community College, Coach Avalon, uh, with the with the Wildcats right there. Talk about your time and your training, uh, basically in your backyard right there at home in, in Poplarville. Just you know, talk about uh, Coach Avalon and that and that staff and that ball club, kind of uh, kind of helping you get prepared for um, for this calling up as uh, for with the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's almost like I did go there. You know, they welcomed me with open arms. Me being a hometown kid, right there. Um, Coach Avalon and Anthony Izzio, those, those guys have been, you know, nothing but amazing. You know, they, they let me use it like, you know, like I, like, like I went to school there. And so um, it's, a, it's a great program. The guys who are running it are incredible. They're going to have an amazing season. And um, I, uh, you know, I would go there every day. I'd play catch there. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful stadium. And like I said, those guys have uh, those guys have went above and beyond to help me out. Anytime I come into town or anytime I go to the field, you know they always have a catcher ready for me. No matter what they're doing, they they you know they take time out of their day to help me out. Um, the appreciation that I have for them is you know I, you can't you can't uh, you can't top it. Zach, when you look at uh, we've talked about your experience there uh, with Popperville with. Um, Mississippi State some of the guys that you pitch with played with at Mississippi State when you look at um, um, Hudson and also Holder you know Holder Hudson and Houston that's a pretty good at three H right there take you and win you a lot of ball games but uh, can you have conversations with them about uh, their journey and can y'all kind of trade tips or pointers how has that, that helped you along the way yeah, definitely. You know, those guys, those guys have had unbelievable careers. I mean, they're going to continue to have unbelievable careers. Holder, you know, Holder solidified himself as a big league reliever. Hopefully, one day a big league closer. I don't see a reason why not. And then Dakota, he, um, I mean, he's ever since he stepped on the field with me at Mississippi State, I knew he was going to be something special. You know, and then he, he's an All American. He's a first rounder. And you know, last year he got a uh he got a cup of coffee with the cardinals and so you know uh, and not only did he get a chance to go up there but he was he was unbelievable he you know he, he pitched as well as anybody who i got to watch last year and um i still you know i still talk to both those guys they're older older only lives about 35 40 minutes from me i talked to him a little bit during the off season um you know dakota he's he's doing his thing man he's He's working his tail off, and I think he's going to have a very, very long and successful big league career along with Holder as well. It's neat to see uh, y'all be able to, like I said, kind of trade ideas. And, and talk to us, if you would, the the differences, Zach. I mean, I, I'm a guy that follows a game, but I was uh, not a very good player at, even at the high school level. Talk to us the differences as you continue to progress. High school – to Mississippi State, and now seeing what you're seeing in their minor leagues, uh, whether it be travel, uh, the competition, just the differences between those uh, three levels of baseball. You know, in high school you play, I don't know, I think it's like 25, 30 games a season. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you got, you got got some of your earlier games in the season that don't really mean much, and then you get in the district play. You know, you travel every, every little bit, and 
um, it's fun. It, it, it was a blast. It's all, you know, it's, it's all I knew up to that point. Um, you've got, you know, you've got really good players. You've got decent players, but ultimately if you're a good player, you, you're able to, you're able to kind of shine through a little bit. When you get to college, it gets a little bit more difficult. You start play more games. You play, I think it's probably 50 to 60 games in a season. Mm-hmm. You travel a little bit more. You get to, you know, you get to play in front of bigger crowds. You you have, you know, you have more riding on the line. Um, college was, I mean, I, I had an unbelievable time there. I, I got to, I got to make friends that I'll, you know, keep for the rest of my life in just three years that I was there. Um, and then you take it one step further and then you start playing minor league ball and, you know, minor league season, a full minor league season, it's about 140 games. So mm-hmm. you go from, you know, playing on the weekends in college to a cup and, you know, you have, you have a few midweek games and then you, you know, you play professional baseball and you play every single day. Um, it is 100% your life there. There's nothing, there's nothing else at that point that matters. You know, it's, it's every single day you show up to the field, you get ready to play, and you you you, you do the best you can, just like at every level. Um, and uh, it is a lot more taxing. You travel, you know, every other day. You're all over the place. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else I'm, during the off season when I'm not playing. All I think about is playing. So I do. I love it. I I, I mean. I hope that I can. I'm fortunate enough to play this game for a long time. Once again, we're joined by Zach uh, Houston, former Popperville Hornet, former Mississippi State Bulldog, and now uh, with the Detroit Tigers. And Zach, you you just went through the steps for high school, uh, college, you know, minor leagues, and now as you're entering uh, with the invite uh, to the spring with the Detroit Tigers. You know, you you're, you was at a great place with Mississippi State. Talk about how you, you broke it up with college and minor league, but being at Mississippi State, you were in the SEC, which is almost like minor league ball with the ball clubs and the, the so many teams you see in the top 25, and you always see SEC teams making it to Omaha. Talk about pitching, how pitching in that SEC, uh, the Southeastern Conference, prepared you for even the minor league, even though it's major league ball, you know, with a minor league feel, but – how did playing in the SEC, one of the toughest baseball conferences uh, there is, prepare you for that minor league uh, spotlight? You know, you, you play you play against great hitters when you, when you're in one of the best conferences in the country. Um, you've got you got a ton of these guys who are getting drafted out of the SEC and they go straight into minor league ball. I mean, your first couple of years, I was playing against a lot of these guys who I'd played against in college. I mean, some of these hitters that I'd faced in college. I'm still facing them today. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. You, you make it, you make it up the ranks. You make it to single A, double A, triple A, wherever you are, and you still, you still see these guys that you played against your entire college career. So there is a there is a pattern, and it's not just the SEC. I mean, there's college programs all across the country that produce incredible players, and they don't have to come from a big conference. I mean, there's there's high school guys who are in the big league right now who are you know, MVPs and future Hall of Famers. And that's – there's just a bigger sample size when you get into college because these guys have the, have the chance to develop in these college programs, and they do such a good job. And um, I, honestly, I don't know if I'd be where I am today if I didn't take the college job. I didn't have that opportunity to, you know, to, to learn from some of these coaches that I was able to learn from. Uh, Wes Johnson, he's the, uh, he was a pitching coach at Arkansas last year. And then before him, I was able to, 
uh, play under Butch Thompson. He was my pitching coach for two years, and now he's the head coach at Auburn. So you 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 have the opportunity to play for, for these amazing coaches who know so much more than I'll probably ever know about the game. And it's because they've been around it and they've invested their entire lives into it. Um, but uh, it is it it it, it you do see a change from college to pro ball. I mean, especially at the level where I'm at right now, I mean, every hitter can hurt you in a lineup one through nine. You've got to, you've got to be on your game and you've got to, you got to be convicted with every pitch you throw. Zach, man, we certainly uh, appreciate your time this afternoon, taking time for the podcast and uh, we wish you luck. And uh, we look to visit with you, man, uh, when you're about two weeks in with your stay up there with the big club in Detroit, we'll be giving you a call back, man. We certainly uh, thank you for your time, man, and uh, wish you continued success. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you guys having me on. We would like to thank Advantage Insurance Company, Mugshots Grill and Bar, Bank Plus, Pearl River Community College, and Katie Cake and Company for sponsoring Talking Ball, y'all. Joining us now is Kelton Thompson. A lot of our listeners will be Familiar with Coach Thompson, led uh, Bay High to a state championship, I believe, back in 2010. He'll certainly correct me if I'm wrong on that. But uh, Kelton finds himself uh, halfway around the world now uh, coaching basketball. So Jeff and I thought it would be a good idea to check in with him, uh, give our listeners a chance to kind of hear his story and journey. So uh, welcome, Kelton. Thank you for taking time. I would say this afternoon – uh, for the podcast, but I have a feeling it's not afternoon where you are. Uh, man, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. I've been, been tickled to death uh, the way y'all y'all podcast is developed. So love listening to y'all, and and it's still 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 pleasure for y'all to have me on here. And uh, yeah, a little little bit a uh, little bit of a time difference there. It's Twelve o'clock at night here, uh, but uh, man, I'm 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 excited to be talking to y'all. Coach Thompson burning a midnight oil for us, Jeff. So, Kelton, uh, just tell our listeners, if you would, and I'm going to say, Kelton, full disclosure, uh, me and Coach Thompson are buddies, and so I'll probably call him KT, Kelton, and probably very seldom be uh, Coach Thompson. But, Coach Thompson, tell us uh, where you are, man, and what you're up to. Um, well, uh, as we speak right now, I'm over in, in, in Dubai, in the United Emirates, uh, we're over here playing in the Dubai International Championship, and um, we got here a few days ago. But for the last uh, about month and a half, I've been in Amman, Jordan, and I'm currently the assistant basketball coach for the Jordan National Team. Um, with uh, the head coach is Coach Joey Stiving. Uh, you know, basketball fans uh, around the area are very familiar with him. He was a uh, he was the head coach at UNO for a couple of years. Had a lot of success there. Last couple of years, he's been an assistant coach at Southeastern uh, Louisiana University, and, and obviously, uh, you know, the connection there is with Coach Ladner, my former high school coach. But um, it's, uh, you know, I got a call, you know, towards the middle of December, um, and, and he was he was looking for an assistant coach that kind of kind of needed the things that uh, that that he felt and, and Coach Ladner felt that that my my skill set provided and and. Uh, you know, we, we worked out some details, and, and uh, January 5th, I, I hopped on the plane to Chicago, and, and then from Chicago to Ramon Jordan, and uh, I've been coaching over here ever since. It's, uh, 
it's been a been a great experience. Um, you know, I, I've my international experience just as a as a traveler myself, a basketball coach has been been very very limited. Um, so you know, it, it's been uh, you know, like I said, just just great to to see different parts of the world and uh, interact with different cultures. And uh, you know, I feel I feel like I'm stealing because you know, but at the same time, I'm getting getting paid to coach a little basketball. Coach, you talk about your connection there and the way that all this is kind of weaved into an opportunity for yourself. Walk us through kind of your basketball um, journey and, and you know, that connection with Coach Ladner, of course, is there. Uh, I don't want to mess this up. I think you were a former player, I know, at Stanislaus and then at William Carey and some of the great coaching you received there and all the connections and the small family uh, that South Mississippi basketball is. Just kind of walk us through some of that. Um, you know, I've got sent off to St. Stanislaus uh, in 1990, my, my, my sixth grade year. I was, I was a bad kid, and, and my aunt took me in and, uh, and, and felt that Stanislaus provided some of the, some of the structure and the discipline that at that point I was, uh, I was seriously lacking. And uh, Coach Ladner showed up my eighth grade year as a, as a young uh, first-time head coach and, and um, you know, just, just really created a lot of excitement about basketball. And I, I I got caught up in that and and had the pleasure of playing with him all through my high school years and uh, uh, after high school I uh, I signed with William Carey College um, in Hattiesburg. I uh, spent four years up there with Coach Knight, um, who's who's just had unparalleled success, um, you know, in, in the college ranks there and this team the last couple of years uh, just been great, uh, you know, beating. Beating Southern Miss again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know, had to bring that up. He said, "Look, he knows <laughs> yeah. he's talking to two Southern Miss co-hosts here, and he's gonna bring up the William Carey win." Wow. Hey. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, just, just proud, proud of my Crusaders and, and Coach Knight. And um, you know, when I when I got done playing up there, I had no intentions of getting the coaching. You know, I'd I'd gotten a finance degree and. Coach Ladner called me up and uh, and asked me if I'd be interested in coaching. And at the time, I really wasn't, but really didn't have anything else to do. And uh, so he got me down there. And my, my first couple of years, I, I uh, basically volunteered as a as a coach, uh, his assistant coach, and and um, worked on my my MBA and uh, got done with that. And um, you know, still still really didn't have an interest in in a career in coach. And um, I got out of it for one year. And uh, did some other things, and, and, and realized that uh, that there was something missing. And um, I talked to him, and um, you know, he, he got me a teaching job at St. Thomas Falls, and I was I was there as a teacher and coach for two years. And Debbie Triplett from Bay High called me up one summer, and uh, the summer after Katrina, and, and offered me the Bay High job. You know, which was there's there's a lot of uh, conflicting things there with it being our rival, and hmm. you know, 1.2 miles away from Santa Falls, and and really, a, a team that had, had not had very much success. And um, but I, you know, I had a lot of people telling me not to do it, but the challenge was uh, was, was too much to pass up. And uh, went there, had had six great years there. You know, won a state championship, um, made it back to the final four. Uh, just really had some great kids and uh, some kids that were really hungry and really competitive. And uh, from there. Jay got the head job at Jones County Junior College, and, and once again, I'm you know, just very blessed that he felt enough for me to, to bring me up there with him. I was a 
made the system there for a year. We had a really great year. Uh, you know, recruited a, a, a class that was going to win the national championship mm-hmm. the next year. First, first and only school in, in the history of Mississippi um, to win a junior college basketball national championship. Um, got the, uh, I was offered the, the head women's job there um, that following year, which I accepted. And then, uh, you know, well documented, I, um, you know, made some bad decisions up there and, uh, you know, found myself out of coaching. And uh, Alan Lumpkin uh, decided to hire me uh, a, a year or so later and got back into high school basketball. Spent a, spent a year at Perover Central um, and spent two years at Picayune and um, found myself out of coaching again. And uh, like I said, uh, spent a couple months out of coaching this year and uh, got, a, got a phone call this last December to, to come over here and, and um, try my hand at coaching a little professional basketball. So uh, it uh, definitely hadn't been your, your textbook uh, storyline, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I feel, I feel very blessed uh, to, to have the opportunities I've had, be able to spend uh, time around the, uh, such great coaches, you know, Chris Ladner, Coach Knight, um, Chris Ladner's father, you know, um, Chris Larry Ladner. Uh, Richard Williams, who spent a lot of time in our program down there, St. Stanislaus, um, Debbie Triplett. I mean, just uh, just been very, very blessed to live with basketball and the, and the leadership and the coaching I've been exposed to. And, um, you know, I've just, I've just kind of always found myself back in basketball, um, like I said, I've had setbacks. But, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, that there's a reason that these, uh, these opportunities continue to present themselves and um you know, I'm just, uh, basketball has been very, very good to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, I, it's just a blessing every day to, to be able to work with guys, you know, uh, in basketball, but, you know, just to, to, to teach the things that make them better people and, and, um, and better husbands, better fathers. And, and, uh, like I said, at the same time, just doing it all through, through a game that I have great passion for. So, uh, like I said, man, I've, I've, I've been lucky and, um, you know, I, I continue to, to just count my blessings every day. Amen. Coach, when you look at uh, this game, that's the common thread uh, throughout those stops and through your story, a game that uh, translates uh, pretty well. You know, there may be language barriers and other things, but uh, basketball, how does it translate to where you are now? And and what is that like to, to coach in that culture and to get them – I know you're a guy, I've seen it firsthand in your practices, they have to buy into your style. Uh, you're pretty upfront, a pretty aggressive uh, type coach, but you're a relationship-based coach. How is that going over there and what's that like? You know, these these, these kids, and look, uh, basketball isn't quite what it is over here uh, as compared to the States. And, um, you know, it, it, it's one of our top sports. And uh, it may be second or third on the list over here, but it's a, it's a different second um, from, from soccer or football, as they call it over here. Um, and a lot, you know, they're not exposed to to, to a lot of the youth programs and and um, and, and and really just the just the coaching. I mean, look, don't, don't get me wrong, some good coaches over here, but the youth leagues aren't as structured. Um, you know, the the involvement, uh, the talent level is not. As, as a widespread, you know, you, you travel around Amman, Jordan, Dubai, some of the places I've been over here, and um, you know, you just don't see basketball courts everywhere like mm. you do back home, and um, so they just don't have some of the same opportunities um, that that some of the kids uh, back home do, and um, 
you know, it's a, it, it's still a growing sport. It's a younger sport over here uh, as compared to back home. But you know, there's there's definitely some talent over here, and uh, it's uh, you know, Jordan in itself. Uh, you know, they they've had some some setbacks with their federation and trying to grow the sport in the country. But there's a, uh, the federation that they have in place now is, is really committed to, uh, to to seeing the sport develop and, and, and seeing the sport grow in their country. And, um, you know, I think uh, if, if things stay on the same course they are now, you know, the, the, this country will, uh, you know, will see a, see a, a huge growth and in, uh, in the type of basketball product and player that, that they produce. Coach, when I look at um, your style of coaching, one of the things that anybody that's seen you coach or your teams compete jumps out as your man-to-man uh, defensive philosophies, your pack line uh, type style of playing uh, defense. Just talk about uh, the style of play over there, the rules kind of affect, I think, a little wide open uh, type ball uh, played. Just, if you would, speak to that style of play and how that maybe contrasts with what you want to do defensively. Well, you know, the, the the first thing is is uh, you know, I've I've always and and even my toughest teams, are, you know, some teams have been tough enough to win the whole thing. Uh, you know, I never thought they were tough enough, and and, and we we we've made a we've made a living off guys that are that are gritty and tough. Um, you know, that that's one aspect of the game over here. Just the, the bit I've been exposed to that, uh, you know, some that they they you know they don't quite have that edge in some areas. Uh, you know, and we've got a couple of tough guys on the team, but like I said, without them being exposed to a level of competition, um, it's just a little more of a finesse game. And you can see that through some of the products, you know, that come overseas. Now, look, the, the skill level is, is ever good as good as, as a state. Uh, like I said, you look at the NBA draft every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, uh, the, the kid that's playing with the Mavericks right mm-hmm. now and the kid that just got traded to the Mavericks in there. Uh, you know, highly, highly skilled guys, and um, so it, it, they've got some catching up to do with the speed of the game and stuff like that. But their skill development is is just as good as uh, just as good as anything. Um, you know, the game over here, like I said, it's just a little more of a finesse game, and uh, but you know, I think that's something that that they're improving on also. Um, but you know, they they can uh, basketball over here is, is very good. Um, you know, the the way I coach and my intensity and my my up upfront style of coaching and my, my bluntness at times, uh, you know they're 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 grasping the whole set, you know, and it's a, it's a tough process. Uh, me coming in and Coach Diamond's only been here two or three months before me, um, and he's he's very similar to myself. Okay. And um, so so the kids are starting to buy into that, and um, you know it's one of those things. That in order to coach like that, you know the kids really have to know. You know you got to have that personal relationship. So that's something that's uh, that's getting better every day, and and they understand, you know, that uh, that aggressive style and and uh, the uh, the intensity and all that uh, that it uh, it comes from a good good place, and uh, and and they they know how you know that we're here for them, and uh, it's just a, a lot of these cultures over here are just a little more reserved, you know, and um, but uh, but it's starting to come together, you know, we're we're improving. We're improving. We still got a ways to go, but um, it, like I said, the the whole dynamics of it is, is you know, that that that's part of the fun of it, and that, that's part of being able to to reach and be and you know be effective as a coach. 
Coach, when you look at it, I mean, you've described your journey there, high school and then also some junior college experience. These kids that you're coaching, I say kids, describe to our listeners and to me the age group and are these kids being, I mean, are they professional or amateur? Are they being paid to play? What is the setup over there, Kelton? These guys are professionals. You know, our team ranges from 19 years old to 35. And, um, you know, there's some guys that are, you know, that that have played in some big-time ball and some big-time places, uh, mostly overseas. Some guys that are, you know, we've got a guy on our team, Zeta Boss, who's uh, almost a, a legend in the country and, and has been a huge star over in China and uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, so it's um, it, it, it's different and unique. You know, it's taking some adjustments from me, you know. Um, ha- having to coach a guy close to my age that played a whole heck of a lot more basketball <laughs> than I have at a much higher level, um, you know. So, but, but all that in itself has, has, been, has been very enjoyable to have to, you know, have to adjust and have to do some things differently and, and styles different, you know. It's a lot of ball screening. And different things like that. It's more position basketball, where you know your five guard their five and your four guard their four. Hmm. You know, as opposed to you know the way I'm used to playing in high school, where look, you know, we go one through five. And there's really not much of a difference between them. We can switch everything. Hmm. So uh, it's uh, it's been good. You know, we're playing over here in this Dubai tournament right now, and uh, Lamar Odom's playing for the Philippines team. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, he was he. Yeah, he was in the locker room next to us today, mm-hmm. and I uh, talked to him for a second, and he picked his head in the locker room. So it's uh, it, it's been a, it's been it's been a great experience, and and like I said, I'm I'm learning a lot of things. Coach Stiving as well. He's been in the game a long time, very knowledgeable. So uh, man, I, I I I feel very lucky to continue to 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 learn. You know, even even at, at this stage. You know, and as we're wrapping up. Uh, high school ball here in the states and, and college ball and then getting close to the uh, all-star break for the NBA we're uh, privileged to be joined by head coach uh, or assistant coach Kelton Thompson for the Jordan national team and 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 Kelton is is this this is not really a loaded question nobody really knows what the future holds uh, for each individual but you talked about your stints coaching in high school and then in and in college and in JUCO levels and things like that. But is this something, as you're entering in this assistant role for this national team, do you see or could you see yourself becoming a head coach of maybe one of these national teams uh, overseas as, the, as, as basketball as developing over there? We know the NBA stretches uh, coast to coast and worldwide. China's big with the NBA. But could you see uh, yourself, Coach uh, Kelton Thompson, head basketball coach of one of these national teams uh if this is the route you continue and you want to go you know i'm 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 wide open man i'm i'm wide open at this point in my career and, and you know i've kind of touched on a, a bunch of different spots and a couple of different levels um it, it, i i enjoy you know this level and 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 learning some new things and figuring some stuff out but uh you know I, I've, I've had some calls from back home and and, and there's possibly some opportunities over here. So, uh, you know, we uh, we play, and the real reason we got brought over here is to play in the uh, uh, the last window of the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, you know, this is the World Cup qualifying is, a, is almost a two-year-long process. Um, you know, in about every three or four months, they'll play two games. And um, they call them windows, those, those stretches uh, between games, including the two games that you play. 
and and we're in the final window of World Cup qualifying. We play China on February 22nd and uh, New Zealand on February 24th uh, in, in Amman, Jordan. Um, and we essentially, uh, to ensure that we qualify for the World Cup, have to win both of those games against probably two of the better teams, uh, two teams that have already qualified. Um, so, you know, on February 25th, when it's all said and done, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll kind of take everything into consideration and, and see what types of opportunities are over here and, and um, you know, look at some of the, some of the opportunities uh, that, that are back home. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wide open, man. And like I said, the game of basketball has taken me some great places and it's brought me some places I never thought I'd be. And, uh, you know, pick you and being one of those. But uh, it, it, it always kind of end up where I need to be and for a reason. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely not going to rule anything out. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of just, uh, just, just see, see where it goes. Kelton, at the end of that answer, you mentioned uh, Picayune. Like I, I said earlier, you're a relationship guy, and uh, I doubt seriously you've just uh, stepped away from the relationships. Uh, mine, for one, you haven't, a relationship you developed in your time here at Picayune. Uh, let's kind of look at that. Have you uh, checked in uh, with your guys back here, whether it be uh, Coach Eric, Tat, Brandon, uh, that staff, and then the kids? Have, have you kind of kept an eye on what they're doing here in Picayune? Uh, I, I, absolutely, and I, I've I've kept up with my kids from from the days of, of St. Francis as an assistant to, to Bay High days, uh, the Jones, uh, the Pearl River, uh, and and obviously uh, you know those kids. And you know I, I, I wasn't happy with what kind of what transpired at Tribune, and um, and uh, you know it, it was tough. It was, it was tough for the kids, and you know I'm, I'm a grown man. I'll, I'll figure it out. But you know I felt sorry for those kids that. You know that that had to uh, that had to you know endure change, uh, you know, and, and uh, the way it kind of happened. But one of the things that uh, that made that a little easier is the fact that uh, you know they they were left in the hands of, of, of Eric, who does a tremendous job. You know, Coach Tat and and, and obviously the Matt and Brandon this year was just uh, you know that that um, that made things a lot easier. But but yeah, I've, I've I've kept in touch with all of them. I, I texted Mo the other day. We were texting back and forth, uh, you know. Uh, and I came right before I left, uh, you know, in January. I got a chance to go to a junior high game, see all those guys, and I uh, went to the Hardwood Classic and saw the guys play there. So uh, yeah, man, it you know, it was like like I always tell them, and and they always echo it back to me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm always their coach, whether whether I'm standing on their sidelines or not. And, um, and and those relationships that that we formed, uh, although through basketball, they they're much deeper than that. And uh, it's uh, you know it's it's a little bittersweet at times, but but I'm I'm so proud of what they're doing this year. So proud of that staff for for continuing you know some things that we started when we were there. And uh, you know it's uh, you know I feel like a proud big brother <laughs> at, at at this point. But uh, lo- loving to death. But you, you, Yes, indeed, man. I, I keep up with them like no other. Coach, we appreciate uh, – I appreciate your time for the podcast, man. I appreciate our friendship, and uh, I'm glad, and you know this, to 
uh, to see you coaching basketball. I feel like that's why God put you on this earth to do your uh, excellent at it. And so continued success, man. And uh, maybe as y'all continue on through y'all's schedule there, we can check back in with you and see how uh, the qualifying's going there in that window. So thank you, Coach. Man, look, uh, thank y'all for having me. Uh, thank y'all for, uh, you know, what you what y'all done, uh, just just for sports and, and and South Mississippi throughout the state, and uh, you know, shed shed a lot of light on a lot of good coaches, a lot of good kids, a lot of good programs around the area, man. And uh, and that's uh, you know, we need more guys like y'all that you know, do those things for the right reason. But uh, man, I, I appreciate appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, you know, ho- hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, after the, at the end of February, you know, we'll uh, get back up with y'all, and we'll, we'll be talking about the, the World Cup coming up in August. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. We would like to thank Advantage Insurance Company, Mugshots Grill and Bar, Bank Plus, Pearl River Community College, and Katie Cake and Company for sponsoring Talking Ball, y'all. This afternoon, we're joined by Patrick Oaks with Pearl River Community College, and uh, Patrick's going to give us kind of the lay of the land of the sports department up there in Popperville, and he's got plenty of good things to talk about, Jeff, so let's get into it with Patrick. Patrick, thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon. I promise you just a moment ago that we wouldn't keep you too long, so Jeff is going to keep us to that, but uh, thank you, Patrick, for getting with us this afternoon. Yeah, Clay, Jeff, I appreciate it. Like, like I said, any any chance to talk about the Wildcats is a good day. So I'm happy to happy to join you and, and preach the good word, I guess. Well, and let's get right into it. What all's going on, uh, Patrick, when you look at uh, sports and, uh, of course, the basketball program doing uh, what they're doing? We'll get to that in just a moment. But kind of kick us off with what all has started or is about to start there in Popperville. Yeah, so we we are kind of like in the center of the perfect storm uh, as far as the uh, spring semester is concerned, if you will. We've got, uh, like you said, we've got the two basketball teams right in the middle of uh, conference play. Our men's team, as we'll touch on in a little bit, I'm sure, is nine is uh, ranked ninth in the country. They're seventeen and zero, the only undefeated team in the country, uh, coached by Chris Oney. And then you got Scotty Fletcher's women's program. You know, they're having a resurgent year as well under him and they've been a lot of fun to watch uh you know they're writing contention for division title as well uh and then turn it over and, and uh, you got uh football we got signing day on wednesday so we're excited about uh, the crop of kids we have coming in here pretty soon uh probably talk about that a little bit more after wednesday uh once everybody's official and then uh softball actually kicked off this past weekend uh they had two games over pensacola and went one and one and the men open their season, the baseball team opens their season, they're ranked number eight in the country. Uh, next Sunday, uh, at the Dub, they uh, host Jefferson College, which is uh, kind of a powerhouse uh, program, a D1 uh, JUCO uh, powerhouse. And on top of that, next weekend, we also have the Wildcat Invitational, which is the uh, softball team's tournament. So, uh, needless to say, we'll be, we'll be a little busy next week. So, you know, it's all good. It'll be a lot of fun. We're all looking forward to it. Wow. And uh, just uh, should have done this in the introduction. Compliment uh, you and Mark Franklin on the job that y'all have done there, getting information out about these uh, programs. Always is kind of a a way that I see things through uh, 
Mitch Deaver's perspective, the former SID mm-hmm. there. Uh, Mitch, of course, mm-hmm. has, has passed, but uh, a guy that held himself and what came out of there uh, to a certain standard. And I always kind of judge what we did broadcasting and what comes out of there now. Like, would Mitch approve of this? And so I think uh, I think Mitch would be proud of the work y'all are uh, doing there. So thank y'all from oh. Wildcat fans. Yeah, well, thanks. And, you know, and a lot of that, obviously, a lot of the credit goes to Dr. Brewwood and Jeff Long, our AD, kind of having a vision uh, and kind of wanting to see things out. You know, we're all trying to, uh, no pun intended, I guess, but keep up with the Joneses and keep up with everybody else. And really, you know, we kind of want to treat it like a Division One program, like a four-year school with uh, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to keep up with and uh, give the fans. So, uh, even Coach uh, Harris has, has been a big help to us as well. That's somebody you didn't mention. You know, she's kind of the one behind all the beautiful photos and the portraits and whatnot that are on our website, plus the videos. And she had a big hand in the scoreboard uh, operation during the football season. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, and, you know, I'm, I'm missing a couple of people as well, but there's a lot of folks that kind of go into what all we're doing right now at the river. But, uh, you know, as we like to say, the river's rising. Yeah, and Christy will remind me that I didn't mention her too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at it. You mentioned it there in the opening, but – What's going on? And we'll go both programs basketball-wise, but let's start with the men's and what Coach Oni and, and that group, the year that they're putting together, I thought it was a nice uh, – any, anything he kind of writes is pretty nice. But uh, Rick Cleveland did an article uh, last week on, you know, exactly how tough it is to be where they are, potentially where they're going. But this program, what Coach Oni, a special season so far, backing up what was really a special season last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You're coming off the state championship last year and then to put together the kind of uh, team that they had coming back. You know, you, you look at the depth and you mentioned Rick Cleveland's column. It was great. If anybody has a chance, had, hasn't had a chance to read it, uh, we've got all over our social media accounts, uh, PRCC Athletics, and then um, on top of that, Mississippi Today, which is who Rick uh, writes for. Uh, that You can find his column there. But, um, you know, he mentioned it there. I mean, they're this basketball team, the Wildcats are legitimately 12 deep, probably, um, you know, all the way down from the starters to the guys coming off the bench. I mean, it, a lot of times, and, and if your listeners haven't made, made out to a basketball game, I really encourage them to, because they're a lot of fun. You know, they, they can play inside and kind of pound the rock uh, under the basket. They can they uh, are pretty lethal for three. Uh, they're one of the highest scoring teams in the country right now, and they play some defense as well, but, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm a hockey guy, and we've talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit in the past, but what I like sometimes is Tony basically has a line change about a couple minutes into the game where he sends out the, you know, the second team uh, to run out there and, you know, they keep pace with the starters. I mean, it's, it's impressive how deep they are that they're able to do that and really not miss the beat. And on top of that, it, in some ways it's kind of a weapon form too, because, you know, as y'all know, you, if, if you're relying on this one, if you have this one superstar player, that's great. And you know, you, you're, you're guaranteed 20, 25 points a night. But what about that one or two night where maybe he's off or he's met, he's up against his arch nemesis and can't, you know, can't score. You know, the nice thing about Chris Oney's team is, I mean, they are so deep that any given night, there's an unsung hero who can come in and score and kind of keep up the pace for him. I mean, between him, you know, the other night, uh, Fred Thompson, who was mm-hmm. a big player out of, out of Biloxi, you know, coming out of high school, you hit a North, uh, he had a New Orleans offer. Uh, he ended up coming to PRCC, and he's really been a, you know, kind of a reserve guy for most of the year, and he scores 20 points the other night for him. So, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting to see 
kind of who's keeping pace with who and, and uh, whatnot. But it's, they've been a fun team to keep up with so far this year. And, Patrick, you mentioned the diversity on being able to score and some of the different guys filling in. I think an interesting thing, too, is uh, there were two games where both games after the half, the defense kind of really uh, took over. And those were lower scoring wins against rival mm-hmm. clubs. And then the game you're describing with the kid from Biloxi going off, I, th- I want to say the final and that one was like 107 points or something crazy. Yeah, it was like a 108 to 66 in that one. And that was one game after they, they went to Meridian and escaped 62-61, I believe. Uh, you know, and so you can kind of win both ways, I guess, is, yeah. is what the Wildcats are showing. And that you're going to have to do that, especially going up against some great teams. You know, we're hosting East Central here on Monday. Then we go to Jones on Thursday, and then you turn it around, and next week, um, you know, we're playing Gulf Coast, and we're uh, at home on Thursday, I believe, and we're hosting Hines on Monday. So, you know, there's really no off nights in this league, and especially there's a little bit of a weight on the Wildcat shoulder, like you mentioned earlier, the state championship for starters, but then they're the only team that's ranked right now. So, you know, if, if they want to get in the postseason tournament and make a run and, you know, really represent the school, um, you know, on a national stage, you know, they kind of know what they're up against, but you got to credit Coach Oni as well. He's he's really done a good job managing the players, managing expectations. You know, on a team like this, where I'd be shocked if, you know, the two deep, they all didn't end up at four-year schools. Wow. You, know, you, could, you could bump up with some egos and things, but you really haven't seen that. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's nice to have that bona fide superstar that you know you can count on 25 points a night or, whatever the case is, but, you know, you mentioned Mark earlier. I kind of joked with him and, and some other folks, you know, it's hard for us to get a player of the week because, mm-hmm. you know, you look at our guys and they're so evenly matched. We've got four guys averaging double figures, a fifth that's averaging, I believe, right around nine points. Uh, and so they they do just enough to win. And as a team, you know, they're averaging over 92 points a game. But individually, you know, the the – you know, they might score 14 points and get eight rebounds and three assists and two steals. They do a little bit of everything. It really adds up on the score sheet. It's just, you know, they're not scoring 14. They don't have an individual scoring 40 points a night. You know, could they? Without a doubt. I think there's a couple players on the team that could really light it up. But they all know their role. They've all bought in. And that's the credit to uh, Coach Oni and uh, Coach Woodall and Coach Sowers. I mean, that, that staff's done a really great job, I think, uh, to this point, uh, kind of managing – uh, players making sure they've given themselves a chance here uh, as we go down the home stretch of this season. You know, once again, we're joined by Patrick Oates, the Sports and Information Director at the Pearl River Community College for the Wildcats. And Patrick, you just mentioned going down to the home stretch for basketball and what a job uh, Coach Oni has done with that uh, the men's basketball program. And you mentioned it a little earlier in the interview, but you're transitioning now into the spring sports. You're getting through the softball and the baseball's kicking off next week. Uh, you know, talk around town as Coach Avalon and them has got high expectations for this season uh, with that with that baseball team. Talk about how's, uh, at, at, with the facility changes going on at the Dove and then the expectations for this, uh, for this baseball team that's going to get kicked off next weekend. Yeah, you know, obviously there's a pretty good buzz around campus right now, around town, around Poplarville, and, and really in baseball circles just with the season getting started here. Uh, you know, as I said, they host Jefferson College uh, next Sunday at the Dub to open up the season with a doubleheader starting at noon. 
us for folks who need to make sure they can come out and, and check us out. But, you know, we uh, joked with Avalon a little bit. Perfect Games come out with some different prospect rankings and, you know, team rankings and whatnot. And it, it's it's kind of funny because they had a three the top 300 prospects list come out. And sure enough, Jefferson College, which, like I said, they're a bona fide team in the JUCO rank. You know, they, they have maybe six or eight kids on that list. You know, and Coach Avalon joked around about keep the guys open up the year. But, you know, I mean, those are the kind of teams you can play when you are playing at this level that Four River is right now. And Coach Avalon's done a great job kind of revitalizing the program a little bit. Uh, Coach uh, Izio and, and Drew Labounty as well, they've done a good job as his assistant. Uh, they've done a good job on the recruiting trail. Not only that, they've done a good job developing these kids. You know, as you all know, in the uh, during the fall, during the early signing period, eleven kids on his team have already signed hmm. uh, to go on to the next to the next level after our season's over. So, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team. They know it. They know the expectations. Uh, you know, obviously, Dr. Brewitt being a former baseball player and, and our AD Jeff Long. You know, there's you know baseball is uh, important to this this school, and uh, you know I think everybody's expecting Coach Avalon his crew to really represent this school well. Um, as you mentioned, on top of that, uh, facility upgrades are, are finally kind of wrapping up here for, for baseball. We should be uh, – any day now we'll be finished with the press box, which, you know, as the guy running the stats along with Mark Franklin and, and whatnot, you know, that's maybe the most important thing to us. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see the, the chairback seat, the beautiful maroon chairback seats that have gone in around the uh, home plate. I mean, it's it's something to, to see. I, I I'd be shocked if there are many programs that have a, a nicer setup than uh, Coach Avalon and the Wildcats right now. And on top of that, the the, the turf they just put in uh, prior to the start of the practice, I mean, it's, it's something else out there. Patrick, and you talk about the development side of it and the facilities. Uh, you've got guys that aren't even about to compete for the Wildcats coming in and kind of taking advantage mm-hmm. of that as they're practicing. Talk about some of the uh, – the professional ball players that have been around as they're preparing for their season. Yeah, so that's, that's another cool thing too. Is we've seen a number of guys that are playing professional ball that have stopped by and they either you know Coach Izio, or Coach Avalon, or you know they just want to get they want to prepare for their their professional season around um, you know around guys who are probably going to play you know who are definitely going to play at four year level and have a chance to play at the next level. So they want to kind of uh, go up against the best that they can in the area before going off to pro ball. Uh, it's been pretty neat to see the number of guys who, who just <laughs> popped up. It's almost like field of dreams in some, mm-hmm. in some ways where you, you show up and, oh, there's another guy who's you know, playing pro ball somewhere. Um, you all know a local product, Zach Houston, Mississippi State guy, uh, Detroit Tigers. He received a big league invite for spring training this year. Uh, he's been a, a fast riser through their system. He's been out there working out. Former Wildcat, uh, Braxton Lee played at Ole Miss. Uh, was uh, you know played in the Rays and Marlins system. He's he's with the Mets now. Uh, he was there the other day working out, kind of trying to get right before he heads off to the spring training. Joe Gray's another guy uh, who who was out working out with us uh, the past couple weeks. I mean. It's just on and on, and then of course Mo Landry's been working out really ever since his season stopped. He's he's lives in the area, so he he would make it out. He's probably the most frequent guy that I've seen out there. Uh, and you know he's a Dodgers prospect. You know one of the 
top home run hitters in the country last year. So uh, there's there's always somebody out there working out. That's pretty cool because these guys can kind of see, you know, if they if they do the right thing, if they listen to their coach, if they if they work hard, you kind of see, you know, where they could go next. Yes, and I know in your role uh, we can do things that you can't, but from a recruiting standpoint, uh, these type things are huge. Well, I mean, the way social media is, and and not if sure. it's not the program sure. posting, if it's Joe Gray who's active on social media posting himself working mm-hmm. out with the pro. I mean, these things are all big wins uh, for Pearl River Community College and for that. Uh, baseball program. Uh, Patrick, I wanted to go back because I don't want to shortchange the women's programs, whether it be basketball and then also I don't want to shortchange the softball program because our mayor's daughter, I believe, hit a home run yesterday in (laughs) in their action. And so uh, that's important to me here in Picayune. But uh, let's kind of go back and look at uh, the preview, so to speak, for softball, although they've already opened, and then where the Mm -hmm. uh, ladies basketball team is in, in their pursuit. Sure. Do you want to start with softball or women's yeah, basketball? Yeah, let's start with women's basketball, Patrick. <laughs> okay. So with, with Scotty's bunch, uh, you know, like I said, they've uh, been off to a good start here. I mean, they're 12-5 and five on the year, 5-3 and three in the conference. Uh, they've had some girls step up and really play well. You know, some folks that they were going to have to because they only had two upperclassmen on the roster this year. I mean, it's pretty remarkable uh, what they've been able to do. Uh, it shows again the buy-in that the girls have with with Coach Fletcher, uh, Black, Munkin, and their and that staff over there that that they're able that they're in this position right now. Um, you know, I even think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Coach Oni would say they're in a little bit of a, a shooting funk here, even though they just ended a, a five-game winning streak uh, the other day uh, with their their defeat over Colin, but they've played really well. Michaela, Pooh, Lindsay has been a lot of fun to watch. She's a, a freshman guard from Clinton. She's been almost automatic, it seems like, from behind three. She just would step up the line and just drop drop them in the bucket. I mean, it's been pretty incredible. Alexis Payton's been been a player that they've really relied on. She's kind of one of those uh, players who might not score a ton. You know, she'll, she'll hit double figures most nights. Uh, but she'll also get eight rebounds. She'll get some assists and steals and, and maybe a block or two. I mean, she does a little bit of everything. Uh, she's one of the rare sophomores. She's actually a redshirt uh, sophomore because she missed last year due to an injury. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun to see kind of how they've progressed throughout the year. And uh, Jakia Harper is another player for them who stepped up. I mean, they've in some ways they don't obviously score as much as the men's team, but in, in a lot of ways they're pretty even scoring wise. They've got a bunch of uh, players who kind of are uh, gathered right at the top. So um, you know, any given night, anybody. Step up, Dwayne Parker's Gulfport product. She's done a good job uh, for a while. That Olivia Mosley was practically it seemed like unstoppable. Pearl product. She's a freshman, um, and then Gabby Brown's the other sophomore, and she's another player who does a number of things, gets out there and defends well. Uh, you know, and, talk, and I'm sure you all talked to Coach Fletcher quite a bit. You know, their teams they always have a lot of energy. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch them play, especially on the defensive end. That's where I kind of get the most. Enjoyments watching them uh, how how they hustle on the defensive end of the of the court. You know, Patrick, and you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned the the basketball. Now, what about the softball with head coach Leah White and what she's done with that program? Uh, been there a while, kind of a staple 
uh, with the with the Pearl River Community College Wildcats, and then you know they went. You you mentioned earlier they split uh, this weekend in Pensacola. They got uh, a big season ahead of them too. Yeah, she's entering. This is her. She just started sixteenth season wow. as the head coach of the program. Pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, not, not many folks can be in one place for that long, and she's done a good job. Uh, as I said, they went one and one yesterday. They had a eleven to two run roll. Uh, victory over her own state to open up the season. Uh, Grace Stringer, a freshman, got the start and really did a good job. We did five strikeouts or so. Um, so she did a good job in that one. Uh, and then in the second one, they, they had a lead late and then just couldn't quite hold on to it against the host school, Pensacola, and ended up losing four to two. But I think overall, if it's, uh, you know, anybody's interested, they can read the press release we put out there. And, you know, Lee's, uh, Coach White's really happy with what she saw. Uh, considering, you know, opening weekend. and Maybe the most remarkable thing is the fact that <clears throat> through the two games, they didn't commit an error, which, you know, you would think first weekend, you're thinking, you know, folks are still kind of shaking off the rust and whatnot. But you know, I think a lot of that probably speaks to maybe how hard they've been practicing here leading up to the season and their preparation. I mean, the fact, you know, you play two games, you don't have an error on the opening weekend. Uh, I mean, that. That was the big takeaway for me. And then on top of that, uh, as you mentioned a second ago, Alyssa Pinero, uh, Mary Grace Turner, and Jenna Como all hit home runs uh, in the first day, which, you know, I think she expected her team to have some pop, but, you know, to go yard three times, you know, even she said she didn't expect to see the ball flying out as much as it did. So, um, you know, I think overall she's pretty excited. I think they should have a pretty balanced lineup. Uh, you know, I think, as we saw, obviously they've got some power. I know they have some speed on the base pass. Uh, you know, they've got a couple uh, Lady Wildcats who are kind of slap hitters to go the other way and that sort of thing, lay down a bunt, get on base, cause some havoc that way. Um, so I think they're happy there. And then uh, for the folks who kept up with our <clears throat> our season previews that we put out, they might recognize that uh, Coach Lee really touted her pitching staff. She feels like, you know, last year she had maybe – three pitchers that she kind of rotates through. This year, she thinks she's six deep in the circle, uh, including Riley Swilly and Dallas Blake are coming back. And Blaker's the uh, uh, Bay St. Louis kid went to OLA, who's uh, signed with Bellhaven. She'll kind of go both. She'll swing, swing the bat a little bit and pitch. Um, so they've got some good returners in that group as well. So, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they can do this year. I think they've got some talent there and, uh, it'll be, I'll be curious to see kind of how they put it all together moving forward. Uh, they, they return home next weekend to host their annual Wildcat Invitational. And that is uh, on Friday and Saturday, uh, on PRCC's campus. So we'll have uh, plenty of, uh, softball and baseball action going on here starting next week. Yeah, Patrick, as we, as we wrapped up this interview, uh, you mentioned some, the guys from the baseball, uh, some professionals that's back there. Uh, training with the baseball program. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, hometown standout Braxton Lee is going to be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch next Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, you know, he was really, I think, kind of touched by the fact that they uh, wanted to have him come out throughout the first pitch. Um, <clears throat> as you all know, uh, Peyton and Trenton are brothers who've also come through the program going on to uh, southeastern Louisiana and Trenton's uh, on the team right now. So a uh, pretty neat lineage. You know, obviously their families 
pretty much synonymous, it seems like, at this point with, mm-hmm. with PRCC athletics. I mean, just uh, how close the communities are and how big a part their family has been. Uh, and, you know, Coach Avalon said specifically when we wrote up that, that press release about the first pitch that, you know, he kind of, Braxton kind of typifies, you know, what he wants in his athletes, these blue-collar workers, these guys are, you know, maybe not the, the five-star guys. Now, obviously, they've, they've got plenty of high-profile guys, but, you know, these guys that regardless of where the stars are, how many stars they have next to their name, they're, they're out there busting their, their backside uh, to get better and make their team better. Uh, you know, and with his crew, I, you know, he really loves their depth, I think, on the bus of the mound and in the field. Uh, you know, I think he's – it's almost uh, <laughs> keeping him up at night, it sounds like, because he's got to try to figure out – you know, he's got so many options. You know, how does he get the best combination out there on the field and get everybody playing time? So, in some ways, he's kind of got a, a Chris Oney uh, problem. But, obviously, as you know, in baseball, once you get subbed out, you're <laughs> – you're not going back in the game. At least Tony can kind of rotate guys through. So I'll be interested to see how uh, Coach Avalon kind of balances everything. Uh, and one other thing I want to mention about baseball is Kendall Lumpkins will be our uh, first pitch dinner speaker. That's the night before uh, the opening day. So that's uh, Saturday night. That'll be at 6 p.m. Uh, tickets are still available. They're um, $30 for adults and 15 for children. Uh, be a nice dinner on campus at PRCC. And uh, if anybody's interested in attending, we put out some stuff on social media. If they find the press release on our website, it's got Coach Avalon's number and, and uh, email. We can uh, coordinate things that way. Well, Pat, uh, Patrick, we appreciate you joining us this Sunday afternoon uh, for this uh, for this interview on the podcast, and we look forward to talking to you again as the basketball season is entering the home stretch and uh, baseball and softball is just getting kicked off. Definitely. I appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Hopefully we'll have plenty more good things to talk about down the line, okay? Thank you, Patrick. We appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Roll River. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.